<clears throat> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Jesus Hour with Jake and Hayden. During this segment, we will be preaching over the renewal of our mindsets and how they truly affect our relationship with God. To start this off, think of this quote as a bullet point and what Jake and I will be talking about. Go with the flow. You will never grow. Go with God, and it will show. Um, before we begin, I would like to lead us all in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity you have given us to preach your word and to spread the gospel across the nations. We're asking you to speak through us and to move for us and to use us as a willing vessel to reach lost souls. We're claiming salvations and healings. We're asking you to restore the minds of whoever is listening. We pray for souls to be set on fire for you, God. We're believing for miracles, signs, and wonders to take place across the world. We declare that chains will be broken in the name of Jesus. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise for whatever takes place in this moment. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so let's start off with scripture. In Romans 12, 2, um, let me go to it real quick. Give me just a second. <clears throat> All right, Romans 12, 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. In this, Paul implies several things here. One, there's a very real pressure to conform to the pattern of this world and be squeezed into its mold on many different levels. Christ's followers must firmly resist the tendency to imitate and adopt the world's ungodly ways of thinking and behavior. Two, the reason we must resist conforming to the present world system is because it is evil. It is under Satan's rule. It is hostile to God and his people. And it is built on human wisdom and values and on unbiblical worldview. Christ's kingdom is not of this world. This world's kingdom is full of spiritual darkness, deception, and seduction. Christ's followers are called to be a light in the midst of this darkness, which means that their lives should be noticeably different from most people in the world. This includes resisting the temptations to conform to many forms of worldliness common in society, including greed, selfishness, humanistic thinking, a desire for power, envy, hate, revenge, filthy language, sexual lust, and impurity, ungodly entertainment, fashionable clothes that are immodest and seductive, substance abuse, relationships that do not honor God, and other such things that defy the standards of God's word. Instead of conforming to the world's values and lifestyles, our minds must continually be renewed and transformed to God's way of thinking. This can only happen as we spend time reading and meditating on his word. This will allow our visions, our values, our behaviors, and our plans to be directed by God's eternal truth rather than by the world's temporary deceptive pattern. By having a spiritually renewed mind and a transformed life through a growing relationship with Christ, we are able to discern and follow God's will, his desires, plans, and intentions based on his character and purposes. This is the highest and best way of life for us, though not necessarily the easiest. Some mistakes... Um, some mistakenly regard the references to good and acceptable and perfect as three levels of God's will, but this is really a single description of God's ultimate purpose. God's will is good because it is it has led to a Christian's spiritual and moral growth. It is acceptable to God because it serves his purpose. Even though we may not always understand it, it is perfect. Because we cannot improve on God's will, it is absolutely what is best for us. Um, so changing our mindset. How many... How many times during the day do you just do whatever you want to do? You go with the flow. You only do what is in your mindset of fun. How many times do you feel unmotivated to do something so you just don't do it? Are there times you don't feel like cutting the grass, but you have to do it? 
Um, you don't feel like waking up early for school or your work, but you have to do it. Um, you don't feel like cleaning your room, but you have to do it. How come you don't do that with your Bible? You don't want you don't want to do it. But truth is, if you want to see change in your life and you want to be closer to God, you will do it. Maybe you don't feel motivated to get up and read the word of God. So you just push it out of your agenda. So think about what you do. Um, you you want to be closer to God. The, the, the thought of being close to God is amazing. But you find reading the Bible boring. So you just push it out of your agenda and you don't force yourself to do it. Something that I have to do is force myself to do it. We're not always going to be motivated, but you get in the word of God because that that's where God can motivate you and speak to you. He speaks through his word. Um, so to change your life, you have to change yourself. To change yourself, you have to change your mindset. You will never change your relationship with God until you change something you do daily. Um, we need to get out of God's way. We need to walk away from ourselves and walk with Jesus. And we need to take on the mind of Christ. We have got to change our mindset, change our mind, change the way we think, change the way we do things and take on the mind of Christ and fulfill the will of God and fulfill his purpose and fulfill the great commission. If we don't take on the mind of Christ, then we're really not living the way God intends us to live as Christians. We've got souls to save. We've got souls to win. And we have got to get in the right mindset, which is the mind of Christ. Amen. Um, something I've read that is very powerful states. Listen closely, y'all. I would, I would rewind this and, and listen again if you have to. It says, watch your thoughts, for they become your words. Watch your words, for they become your actions. Watch your actions, for they become your habits. Watch your habits, for they become your character. And watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. What we think, what we become. So we're going to go through it. It says, watch your thoughts. It may start with thinking, hmm, one day won't hurt to skip reading the Bible. One day won't hurt to not help someone. Um, one day won't hurt to not apply the word of God to my life. Um, and so watch your thoughts. So for they become your words. You start saying these, these thoughts, you start saying them, and you start doing it daily. So watch your words. These words become normal for you. It becomes part of a cycle that you live in. So for they become your actions, you get in a cycle of not reading the Bible or serving God's people or following his word. So watch your actions. This cycle causes you to lose that close connection with the Lord, which discourages you. For they become your habits. You're not used to being... I apologize, y'all, one second. Let me make sure I put this right. Okay, you're not used to not being... Did I put something wrong? Hold up, y'all, one second. Let's see. Okay, I think, okay, you're not used to being close to God. You are so discouraged and don't know where or how to start back. Um, so watch your habits. This habit causes you to conform to the world, for they become your character. You begin to no longer shine the light of Jesus into the dark, and people begin to not see anything differently about you. Watch your character. Your character will consist of a feeling of being lost, hopeless, discouraged, beaten down, torn, depressed, sick, a sickest heart and stress which causes you to turn to the patterns of the world that will give you current happiness, not eternal happiness. Um, for it becomes your destiny. You then completely turn from God. You are so lost and don't see a way out. So what we think, 
what we become. Um, and maybe you're not stuck. You're just committed to certain patterns of behavior because they've helped you in the past. Now those behaviors have become more harmful than helpful. The reasons why you can't move forward is because you keep applying an old formula to, to a new level in your life. Change the formula to get a different result. Wherever you are right now in your Christian walk, maybe you put a pause on your relationship with God. Put a pause in your ministry because you got stuck. And you're in this place where you don't know what to do. Turn to God because he's ready for you. And he's not as far as you think he is. He's reaching out. And he is ready for you to just take his hand and follow him. Pick up your cross. Pick up your cross. And he can pick up these sins. And, and he, can, he can deliver you from the things that you're going through. But to do that, you have got to let him move in your life. And for him to move in your life, you have got to change your mindset. So maybe... You got to this place in a relationship with God and it's like the enemy was attacking you and attacking you. And maybe he's still attacking you. The, the devil, you see, he attacks you a lot and he begins to remind you of your past and your current struggle and how distant you may be from God. He reminds you of these things because there's something in the future that he doesn't want you to see. And you need to realize that the devil is blinding you and, and God is ready for you. He isn't as far as you think. He's ready for you to just grab his hand and you need to take it, get in the word of God, change your mindset today. And, and, and apply that new formula to your life to get that different result that you're looking for. Um, Philippians 4 and 8. I'm actually going to read um, verse 7 as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, read verse 4 through 8. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And before I say this, I am reading from an ESV version. Um, I 100% believe in um, KJV, King James Bible, but I'm using ESV for a specific reason. So um, this is verse four in Philippians chapter four. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned, and this is verse 9, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Um, God's peace is the opposite of human anxiety. It comes when we call on God from hearts that are fully devoted to Christ and his word. By committing our cares to God, we can determine not to worry about them because they, they are now his concern. This peace is an inner sense of calm and assurance delivered from Christ by the Holy Spirit within us. It is not based on emotions or circumstances, but on the solid foundation of our relationship with God. It involves a firm confidence that Jesus is near and that God's love will be active in our lives for our good. When we commit our troubles and concerns to God in prayer, his peace will stand guard at the door of our hearts and minds, preventing the cares, worries, and heartaches of life from upsetting our lives and undermining our hope. If fear and anxiety return, we can go to God in prayer with a thankful heart, and once again, he will send his peace to guard our hearts. Under God's protective custody, we will again feel safe and be able to rejoice in the Lord. To experience God's peace and freedom from anxiety, um, anxiety isn't just, um, it's also bad thoughts. It's about, you know, anxiety comes from what you think about, you know, on your mind and everything. Um, to experience God's peace and freedom from anxiety, believers must fix their minds on those things that are true, noble, right, pure. If you do these things, says Paul, the God of peace will be with you. 
The consequence of allowing our minds to be occupied with ungodly things of the world is that the joy, nearness, and peace of God are lost and our hearts are no longer guarded. This verse also speaks of the influence of a person's thoughts and attitudes on his or her life. Whatever occupies a person's thinking will eventually work its way out in words and actions. Paul follows the challenge to think about these things by telling believers to practice these things. The qualities and character traits listed in verse 9 and verse 8 and 9 will lead to healthy thought patterns that ultimately will result in a life of moral purity and spiritual fitness. So, um, like um, Hayden had mentioned, um, you're just committed to certain patterns of behavior because they helped you in the past. But what you need to do is you need to change your mindset. You need to change the way you think. You need to change because when you change the way you think, you change the way you behave. Um, change the formula to get a different result. Um, this is coming from, you know, a personal testimony. So I, I can back this up. Um, I vouch for what I'm about to say. So changing your mindset will be one of the hardest things you have to do, in my opinion. It's going to cause mind battles. There will be things you have to reject and things you have to accept. It will feel weird at first as you're allowing God to break those chains, um, chains that have been holding you back. Um, you're putting the enemy in his place, and he doesn't like that. He will do everything he can to attack you and drag you down. You cannot let him win a battle he has already lost. And one of the best feelings in the world is being able to see yourself defeat the enemy. You will notice it each day you choose God over the enemy and his lies, which have manifested inside of you. Let the word of God manifest inside of you and see how that changes. See how that changes you throughout every single day that you live. I'm not saying it will be easy. I'm saying it will be worth it. Changing your mindset will cause the biggest change in your relationship with God, and it will be for the better. Um, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 4 and 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Um, this is going to be a little bit lengthy, um, so y'all just bear with me, but I want y'all to listen. Our warfare, our main source of conflict in life, is not with other people but against spiritual forces of evil. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 12 talks about this. For that reason, worldly weapons such as human invention, talents, wealth, and organizational skills, military might, eloquence, propaganda, charisma, and personality are inadequate to defeat our real enemy and to demolish Satan's strongholds. Only the weapons that God provides are inadequate. Or, no, I'm sorry. Only the weapons that God provides are adequate to resist evil, crush Satan's resistance, and defeat ungodliness and combat false teaching. Because of the world we live in, the way our minds work are based on the way the world works. We think things because we get stuck in patterns of the world. The Bible says do not conform to the pattern of this world. These weapons are powerful because they are spiritual and come from God. In other places, Paul lists some of these weapons, which include commitment to truth, godly living, bold witness for Christ, faith, love, hope of eternity with God, the word of God, and persistent prayer. By using these weapons against spiritual enemies, the church and individual Christians will emerge victorious through the battles and conflicts of life. As a result, God's presence, power, and purposes will work through his followers to save people 
spiritually to force demons out of people's lives and to purify and develop Christian character and to baptize believers in the Holy Spirit and to heal the sick. The church today is often tempted to meet the world's challenges with the world's tools, methods, and weapons. This means that Christians often tend to rely on humanistic wisdom, creativity, philosophy, psychology, exciting attractions, entertainment-based church performances, political and social initiatives, organizational structures. These things often become substitutes for the true spiritual power that comes from the intense prayer, uncompromising devotion to God's word, God-centered worship, serving others for Jesus, and delivering his message without shame. Worldly weapons and strategies cannot ultimately bring spiritual victory or cause a spiritual revival. Such weapons cannot possibly destroy sin's power in people's lives, rescue them from Satan's schemes, or overthrow the evil passions running rampant in the world today. When Christians um, insist on using the world's weapons, they only make the church they only make the church more like the world. This robs the church of the effective weapons of truth faith and the power of the holy spirit and it robs the world of an effective christian witness that reveals jesus and reflects a difference worth considering the church that fails to use the spiritual weapons available through christ will be overcome by the spiritual powers of darkness and its families will be battered and taken captive by worldly forces of evil so i'm going to go back to verse five it says we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of god and take every thought captive to obey christ so every thought that you're thinking um um, a lot of them more than likely are lies from the enemy. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, if it causes you anxiety, if it causes you to stumble, if it causes you to fall short, the enemy is doing everything he can to bring you down. But you need to take those thoughts captive. As Christians, our spiritual warfare is often fought on the battleground of our minds and the conflict involves bringing all our thoughts and desires into line with Christ's character and purposes. Failing to do so will lead to ungodly thoughts, which in turn will lead to immoral desires, wicked behavior, and spiritual death. The following, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read six steps, y'all, and they will help to bring you thought life under Christ's leadership and authority. Be aware, number one says to be aware that God knows every thought and that nothing is hidden from him. You will have to give account to God for your thoughts and as well as your, for your words and actions. Um, um, Hayden, I'm going to keep reading, okay? I don't mean to make this long. You're good. Um, two, be aware that your mind is a battleground. Some thoughts originate from your own desires, imaginations, and fantasies. Others come from worldly influences or directly from evil forces trying to influence your thinking, trying to influence your mindset. Regardless of the source, ungodly thoughts and temptations will resist, oppose, and set themselves up against the knowledge of God. But you do not have to be a slave to your thoughts, and you do not have control over what you think. Keep in mind that it is not a sin to be tempted. Jesus himself was tempted, but giving in to temptation is sin. In fact, if you deliberately and foolishly expose yourself to images and situations that inspire ungodly thoughts and desires, you have already crossed a boundary line, and you set yourself up for a spiritual failure. To take every cap, every thought captive requires doing battle against your sinful nature, um, as well as Satan's spiritual forces. It literally means that when a thought or temptation comes into your mind, you immediately seize it before it goes any further into your spirit. You then consider how it measures up to the standards of purity, decency, and truth established in God's word. This means that you do not dwell on the thought and let it take hold of your mind. Instead, you take hold of the thought and turn it over to God, submitting it to his scrutiny and relying on his strength to resist your temptation. The Bible says to resist the devil. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. 
It is as if you were saying, God, here it is. Take it. You already dealt with this as you suffered for my sin. I need your help with this issue, and I submit my thoughts to you. Then, having submitted to God and having resisted and rejected the ungodly thought, you must replace the bad with the good, with thoughts and desires that honor God. I, I, t- I read Philippians 4, 8 to y'all. It says that whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, um, excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. These kinds of thoughts will actually guard your mind against ungodly desires and will help you say no to the devil, temptation, and sin. Following these steps will change your mindset and you will take on the mind of Christ. Firmly focus your mind, your thoughts, desires, intentions, and strategies on Christ and eternal things rather than on earthly and temporary things. Remember that the mind controlled by the Spirit is characterized by life and peace. Fill your mind with thoughts of God and with His Word and with the things that are noble and excellent and praiseworthy. Always be careful with what your eyes see and your ears hear. These are the channels through which thoughts enter the mind. Refuse to let your eyes or ears be instruments for ungodly sensual desires, moral corruption, or in any argument or lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. Refuse to set any worthless or any evil thing in front of your eyes, whether it be movies, books, magazines, pictures, television programs, or real life. So I know that was a lot to take in. Um, It was a lot for me to take in, no doubt. But this is how you change your mindset. Think about the good things. Don't take your thoughts captive and do not let the lies of the enemy tear you down. Um, so um, we're going to ask y'all some, we're going to ask y'all on um, some things that could change your mindset. Um, Hayden. Um, so here are some things that you can change your mindset on. Um, the friends you hang out with and how they affect your relationship with God. Reading the Word of God and realizing how important it truly is. Speaking death and negativity. Social media. Praying before everything. Commitments and priorities. The way we handle arguments. The way we talk about people. Looking at God's point of view and not your own. The realization of how important your calling truly is. Um, a lot of this has to do with our heart intent as well. Um, the Bible says that... Um, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what are we allowing in our hearts? What are we allowing in our spirits? What are we trying to portray? We're trying to take on the mind of Christ. We're trying to change our mindset, correct? So what are we going to do about it? What are we allowing in our life that causes us to stumble and fall short? Are you done with that? Yeah, right. I'm good. I'm no, sorry. No, you're good. So to top this off, um, as far as me, he, he's going to have some more after this, I'm sure. But I'm going to top it off with this. Um, you need to, it's five things. If you have to write these out, you know, replay it, replay it and, and go through it and type it or write it, whatever you have to do. So number one, you need to recognize that you have a mindset that needs changing. You must humbly acknowledge that you have issues that need to be addressed. This can only come from honestly thinking about your mindset, your beliefs, and examine how, how to respond to um, things. Consider your overall view of life circumstances. Are you um, pessimistic, optimistic, generally positive, negative? Are you a fearful person, hopeful? Um, you can also ask someone close to you to help you get down to your personal nitty-gritty. Um, so number two, identify what your most predominant mindsets are. Do you have a mindset of hope, hopefulness? of fear, worry, and anxiety. 
you have a mindset of self-condemnation or do you actually feel pretty good about yourself in terms of who God has made um, you to be? Um, Number three, commit yourself. And here's where the process starts to get more difficult to change those mindsets with God's help. No change will come about until you decide in your mind and heart that it is time for a change for your good, for the good of your family and for God's glory. You need to change your mindset. You need to make your determination for change of priority, even make a project out of it. Set aside time, thought and resources to it and focus on it for a distant period of time. Distinct period of time. I'm sorry. Um, until it's completed. So the lies you believe and the truth that sets you free. Number four, equip yourself to change your mindset. This is a part of the process that probably requires the most self-discipline and self-control. You need to fill your mind with truth to offset the untruth that you have been believing for for years, um, which contributed to your old mindset um, or however long. You can't get this truth from wishful thinking or positive vibes. You need to take the facts and scripture that God has said about you um, and this is blurred out. Dylan, you're going to have to read that parentheses. Um, you need to fill your mind with truth to offset the untruth that you have been believing for years, which contributed to your old mindset. No, one below that one. Okay, I'm sorry. You can't get this truth from wishful thinking, and I'm rereading what you're saying, um, or positive vibes. You need to take the facts and scripture that God has said about you. Truths like because you have your faith in Christ, you are more than a conqueror through him. So that's number four. Um, number five, number four is super. All these are important. Number four was super important because it's the lies that you believe in the truth that sets you free. So number five is take or talk to yourself the truth from the Bible. Um, theologian Martin Lloyd-Jones once said, have you realized that most of your unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you are listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? In other words, all those negative condemning thoughts that you run around with about yourself often convince you that you are less than what God has created you to be. You've got to begin to talk to yourself um, abundant and scripture truth, scriptural truth. Apply Bible verses to your life and begin saying them over and over. Write them out on a sticky note um, so you can always have those truthful words in front of you. This way, when you begin to feel discouraged, you can pull out that card, read it, and speak that truth into your own life and mindset. And that's number five. So once you have completed these five steps, you repeat them over and over and over again, day after day. This is a daily mindset reset that you need to do. In no time, you will see the amazing benefits of a truthful mindset, which will impact the way you live. So remember, what you believe will dictate the way you live day to day. Um, so, I've got one more scripture. Go um, it's First Corinthians 2 and 16. It reads, um, For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. To have the mind of Christ means comprehending his will, his desires and plans and intentions based on his character and purposes, and his plan to restore people to a personal relationship with God. It means seeing and evaluating things from God's perspective, adopting his values, loving what he loves, and hating what he hates. It means understanding God's holiness, his purity, perfection, completeness of character, and separation from evil, and sin's awfulness. Having the mind of Christ also implies an attitude of humility, servanthood, and selflessness that put priority on the needs of others and does what in their best and, and does what it is in their best interest, just as Christ gave his life to save us. For this reason, receiving the Spirit and following the Spirit causes a Christian's values and worldview to become radically different from the ways of, and wisdom of this world in the present age. We must have the mind of Christ in order to effectively live for him.
So to change your mindset, take on the mind of Christ. Amen. Um, something that I've been working on heavily in my spiritual life is is a new mindset, a renewable mindset, a mindset that, that looks toward Christ and not towards everything else. Um, something we have to do is literally stay in the word every single day. You're not going to feel you're not always going to feel motivated to do so. Um, and maybe you're waiting for certain people to motivate you to do it. Maybe your pastor, maybe friends. Um, but maybe you need to just get up and get your motivation from the person who created you. Um, and let me tell you something. It doesn't matter how far you think you are, how distant you think you are, how bad you've, um, or, you know, how, how much sin you're living in or, or what is just drowning you right now in your life. Um, God still sent his son to die on the cross for you, knowing that you would be right here today. And he's seeing you and he, he sees you listening to this podcast and, and he's rooting for you and he's ready for you to turn. And he's just looking at you and he's, he's just saying, please turn to me and focus on my promises. Because so many times we get so caught up in the world and we get so, and, and we also blind ourselves. We make, we make ourselves think that you know this is enough what we're doing is enough we have a lot of knowledge spiritual knowledge so we try to take that into the world and try to help people and we help people so much that we blind ourselves and make ourselves think that we know enough and we don't have to know any more than than what we know um and it begins to turn into the fact um a quote that i made a while ago it said um if i can remember it it said to god you're close to the world to the world you're close to god meaning the first part said to god you're close to the world which means um you know, to God, you're not really, you don't have a deep down personal relationship with him, but to the world, you seem spiritual and you seem um, like you get in your Bible every single day. Um, but truth is, and it's something that I struggled with, um, that quote, that's kind of why I made it because it was something that I was living in. Um, so many times we try to help so many people and we try to, you know, seem like this um, perfect and awesome Christian, but there's a lot of things that we don't know and a lot of things that we need to learn um, and we need to get in the word of God because that's where he speaks. You cannot sit there and tell me that God doesn't speak to you when your Bible is closed. Um, another quote that I made is, you you, you know, you want to be filled with blessings, but your Bible is filled with dust. You need to open up your Bible and get in the word of God. And I'm telling you today, maybe this is an encouragement you're waiting for. God is trying to speak to you and he wants you to turn to him. He wants you to make you realize that you're not too far gone. That there's no, there's no certain amount of sin that he cannot deliver you from there's no there's no anxiety or depression or sickness that he cannot deliver you from and you need to turn to him and look at him and keep your eyes focused on him and not focused on the world because when you focus on the world and you don't and you don't get in the word of god the enemy is going to use that and you are opening a door for him to walk through and to just leave you in in so much confusion and so much sin and and, and you're not going to you're not going to know where to turn but i'm telling you now is that it's, it's god that you need to turn to because he wants you so deeply and you should want him as well god is so good and he can this this happiness maybe you're not close to god right now and this, this happiness that you're feeling you're not sure if you want to truly let go that happiness is nowhere near as great as what god can give you he will take that take that current worldly desire that you're having and he will substitute it with something much greater than that he will substitute it with something that you never could have imagined and people need you to fulfill your calling. So maybe if you're discouraged right now, maybe this will maybe this will encourage you. Think about this. There's people that need you to shine your light, your knowledge, the truth that God has set before you, his promises that he has set before you. And you need to take those. Even if you're in a pit right now, you need to take those and get right with him because people need you. People need you to fulfill your calling. And there are people that are looking at you 
There are people that will begin to look at you and they're going to, they're going to look at you at a way of, Hey, this person isn't giving up. So I'm not going to give up either. Focus on your ideals and quit idolizing other things that distract you from the word of God. So many times we idolize the wrong things, social media. So maybe maybe if you have a hard time getting in the Word of God because you're so distracted, just get away. Take a break. Take a week. Take however long. Pray about it. Pray about everything before you do anything. Um, take a break. Take a step back and, and focus on what you can do. And, and, and like I said earlier, the devil is going to try to remind you of your past and, and how far you he'll make you. He'll make it seem like you're so far from God. But you're only listening to one side. Do you, you know, people always want two sides of the story. You're only getting one side. You're only getting the enemy and his lies. Why don't you get up, get in the word of God and listen to the, to the second side of the story. And I promise you that second side of the story is what's going to change your life. Um, so that's all for me. Um, amen, bro. I mean, it's, man, if I had like 20,000 clapping emojis right now, I would totally throw them at you. <laughs> but that is the honest truth, dude. And, um, you can get a, um, just, I, I mean, I, I already knew those things that you said, but just hearing, hearing them again, it, it just refreshes your mind and it renews your mind. And that's what the word of God does. Right. That's what the truth does. It renews your mind and it sets you free. And for, for whoever's listening to this, I really want you to, um, take what we've said and, and what we've taught you and what we've preached to you and really apply it yes. to your life. Because I see a lot of people, um, wanting help, but they're not, they're not they, they want help and, and they want advice, but they're not taking what people say to them and they're not applying it to their life. If we don't if we don't submit to God, if we don't submit to things that's going that's going wrong with us, if we don't submit our problems to him, if we don't submit our fears, our depressions, our anxieties, our sickness and disease, if we don't submit the things that God can set us free from, then what's the point? Jesus already set us free. But it's transformation and healing is a process. When people look at the cross and realize Jesus already set me free, so I just need to grab a hold of that. I just need to submit to God. I just need to resist the devil because he's going to flee in the name of Jesus. Demons will tremble at the name of Jesus. All power is in the name of Jesus. So whoever's listening, whatever you're going through, I want you to speak the name of Jesus to your problem. Use the name of Jesus in your situation yes. because I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I 100% guarantee you that when you get to a place, when you change your mindset, when you, put, when you take on the mind of Christ and you focus on God and you focus on his plan and his purpose and his will for your life, that everything that's going on around you, those strongholds will begin to fall. Those walls will begin to break. Those chains will just begin to break as well. You know, the walls of Jericho, they walked around. The Lord told them to walk around the walls of Jericho one time for six days. But in the midst of that, they praised God and they worshiped God and, and they prayed and, and they, and, you know, they just did, they were, they praised God. That's all they did. And on the seventh day, the Lord told them to walk around Jericho seven times, praise God, worship God, whatever they had to do. And on the seventh time, when they finished around that walk, when they finished walking around Jericho the seventh time, those walls began to fall. When you begin to walk in obedience, no matter how silly it seems, no matter how what steps you have to take, it may, it may make you uncomfortable. It may make you uncomfortable, but fulfilling the work of God and fulfilling the Great Commission and, and doing something for Jesus should yes. be comfortable. It sh you shouldn't be ashamed of it. I know it's hard to do it because of the world we live in, but when you begin to walk in obedience— 
chains will break, walls will fall, strongholds, demonic strongholds will be taken down, and demons will flee. So whatever you're going through, speak to your situation. The Bible says, have mustard seed faith. The Bible says to have faith in God. Whether it's mustard seed faith or whether it's faith as size as size of the earth, you know? Have faith in God. Speak to your mountain and it will move in the name of Jesus. Okay? I know a lot of people struggle with this, and I'm just going to say it because it's the word of God. All power is in the name of Jesus. In Mark 16, he tells us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And in my name, these signs shall follow those that believe. Yes. One of them lay hands on the sick. One of them cast out demons. And, and the rest um, I'm not going to bring up right now because um, it doesn't really. I mean, I guess it does apply. It's Mark 16, chapter, uh, verse 15 through 18. Y'all can go look it up for yourself. But he said, in my name, the name of Jesus, you shall do these things. These signs shall follow those that believe. So when you go out and preach the word of God and you do these things in the name of Jesus, they have to take place. Yes. A lot of people don't believe in power and authority over the enemy. Yes, all power is in Jesus' name. And that's an airplane. I'm outside. Amen. Fly away. I'll fly away. Oh, glory. Amen. Um, anyways, I'm trying to make, you know, all power is in Jesus' name. I said that four times. You know, all good. But Luke 10 and 19, 10 and 19 Jesus says, I have given you power and authority over, over scorpions, over serpents, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So if all powers in Jesus name and he tells us to use his name and then he says, I've given you the power, Dylan, I'm giving you the power, Hayden. You can tell the enemy to get under your feet in Jesus name. So whatever you're if you have cancer, speak to your cancer, tell it to die at the root, tell it to leave in Jesus name because it has no right to take root Amen. in a child of God. Sickness, disease, sexual sin, drugs, alcohol, um, anxiety, fear. Fear is a liar. Every evil thing comes from the enemy. Mm -hmm. So when you think on the good things, when you change your mindset and you take on the mind of Christ, I promise you, your life, talk about a 180. You need to walk out of the cycle you've been stuck in. That's all I got to say. Amen. Um, with him saying that, it kind of triggers something. Um, just because you're close to God and you have a close relationship doesn't mean that you don't go through stuff. I go through stuff every single day. Dylan goes through stuff every single day, and we're all very weak people with a very strong God. Every single one of us doesn't, like I said in a, in a, it wasn't really a sermon, in a, in a voice that I was, uh, not an invoice, um, what's it called? A Snapchat thing, audio. Um, I was I was pretty much saying it doesn't matter how anointed you are. It doesn't matter how close to God you are. It doesn't matter how strong you may look. Everyone is a weak person with a very strong God. I don't I don't come off of of myself. I come off the father, the one that created me. And that's what you should do. Being being where where we are with our what was God and, and being where other people are and their what was God, other stronger, you know, Christians. Um, it doesn't mean we don't go through stuff. We go through stuff. We just know how to handle it. And that is the word of God and the full armor of God and and. That you have to have a certain mindset. It's something I had to do. I had to change my mindset on this as well. And that's why a mindset, changing your mindset is so important because there's so many types of mindsets that you can change and it all goes around the same thing. But one, one mindset that you need to change is the fact that you're going to go through stuff, but you have the father that is going to shape and he's going to mold you in every area of life. There, Well, I say that. There, obviously, there's certain testimonies that have different 
different things. If I go through one thing and then he, Dylan, you know, he's, he's went through different things than I did. Um, we we're building two different survival guys and you're building a, a different survival guy than us. But what you need to realize is, is God is right there. Faith is not believing that God can. It's believing that he will, and he will intervene in your situation, and he will deliver you from what you're dealing with in this sin and this addiction and this, this depression and this anxiety. He will deliver you, but you have, got, you have got to let him deliver his word to you, meaning you have got to get in the Bible and accept what he's trying to tell you and, and remember Scripture in your head. And even if you can't remember it, write it down. I don't remember a lot of Scripture. I got bad memory. Hallelujah. But, you know. Speaking stuff over yourself, man. Quit speaking stuff over yourself. Speak lots See, I myself. did that for an example, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I have a great mm-hmm. memory, man. Um, Go ahead and declare it. <laughs> Bible says to declare the decree. Um, but the point is, is understand that you're going to go through stuff. The enemy's going to attack you. But when the enemy attacks me, I know it's because something good is about to take place and he doesn't like it. He doesn't like seeing it. And that's something that it, it encourages me. I know, I know that sounds weird. You know, the devil, his lies encourage me, but it's like, Hey, he's lying to me. Let me show him what's up. Let me show him what I'm capable of doing with my heavenly father. Let me show him what God is about. Show him what's popping. Go ahead. What'd you say? I said, show him what's, yeah, let's popping. Show him what's popping. Let's show him that. Hey, the day I was born is the day that you had real competition. And let me tell you, the person who's listening to this, the day that you were born, the devil knew he had competition. And that's why he's attacking you. And that's why he's dragging you down. But you need to get up. You need to get up and get in the word of God and allow God to speak to you and shape and mold you and move on your life. But to do that, you have got to understand that everything Every single thing. Obviously, we self-inflict battles, but everything has happened for a reason in your life. Do not worry about, do not try to hold on to the things you cannot change. Why don't you start worrying about the things you can change in the in the way you can in, in the way you can move in your future or the way you can allow God to move in your future? It doesn't matter about where you are right now. It doesn't about matter about where you've been. It matters about where you're going. And where you're going is the most important thing. And you need to make sure, you need to really make sure. And dwell in the fact that you're going in the right direction and you're on the right path and that God is, he is in the lead. He is right there with you, showing you where to go when you're praying. You know, God, I, I, pray pray for his presence. Every every single place you go, everything you do, pray for his presence and, and pray that he just moves in you um, because he will. It starts with prayer. Let me ask you something. If you're in a deep place right now where you're not sure what to do and you're, you're you know, you're going through a lot, I, I can probably guarantee that you have not been in the word of God as much as you should be. And if, even if you say you, you read it every 15 minutes a day, do more because that's not enough. Even if you read it three hours a day, do more because that's not enough. You need to keep reading and keep soaking into the word of God. And I'm not saying I read the Bible three hours a day. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is you need to do as much as you can. You need to do as much as you can and, 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 and watch God move through your life. It's going to be just like, and maybe you have people in your life that don't believe in God and, and, and don't believe in what he can do for you. It's, it's just like the story of David and Goliath. Um, Saul didn't believe in David's God and what he could do and, and, and how he could beat Goliath. I mean, personally, if I was about to fight Goliath, I'd be scared, okay? Um, I would have probably chose the armor, okay? But David didn't. He didn't choose the armor, the physical armor. He chose the armor of God. And, and he, he casted that stone and, and hit Goliath. And then he, if you go down deeper in the verses, he walked over there and he chopped Goliath's head off. 
and he, he carried it as a testimony. What you need to do is you need to get the enemy and you need to you need to find what's happening and how he's how he's lying to you and you need to you need to figure out what it is and get that stone and Am I still talking? Can you still hear me? All right. Yeah. I got a phone call. I don't know why. And usually it ends and I have to restart. But you need to get that stone and you need to throw it and hit him. Chop the head off. Not, not physically now. We ain't about to murder nobody. Okay. But you need to chop his head off. And you need to find what he's doing to you. And you need to, you need to use everything that you've been through. All this all this trouble. All this past that you've been in. This, these current struggles and your, your, your distance. Um, life without God, wherever you've been, you need to grab the head of the enemy and you need to show people, look what God can do. Look what he can do. And you need to show people and that's going to bless people. You have a soul in your life that doesn't believe in your God and you're going to show them. And God's going to bless you right in front of them. God's going to bless you right in front of your soul in your life. So you need a soul that head off the enemy and use it for a testimony so Saul can see what God did in your life. Um, so I'm going to end it right there. Um, hallelujah usually y'all usually the the podcast restarts or not restarts but we have to restart and 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 go at it again whatever it's called we have to um save it and then do a different segment um but hallelujah it didn't it didn't stop but i'm sorry a disclaimer if y'all heard any doors um (laughs) squeaking squeaking that was that was mine i apologize and now there is a dog barking in the background. Hey, you see what happens it. when you know, sometimes you open doors and you're not you're not meaning to, and the enemy begins to bark at you. Hey, shut them doors and get right with God and make sure you're going into the doors that He's opening and not, and not the door that the enemy is opening. Um, speak positivity, speak life, be happy. I'm happy for my past. I'm happy for the the time I wasn't close to God, the time I was lost, because that's a testimony that I can share with people. Um. So I'm done now. Um, I just want to pray real quick over anyone who's listening. Um, dear Heavenly Father, we just come listening to this right now. Um, I just that the Holy Spirit would just begin to rise up in them. Would just rise up in Jesus' name. Yes. Lord, yes. speak to their hearts. Lord, I speak joy. I speak peace over them. Let the peace of God would soon crush Satan under their feet in Jesus' name, Lord. And I'm believing, Lord, that whoever whoever this touches, Lord, that that your anointing, that your power, that your love would flow through this podcast in Jesus' name, Lord. We just we declare the decree that it is done. It is finished. Jesus' words on the cross, it is finished. This assignment, these assignments that the enemy has out for you guys, it is finished. It's done. It's over with. It's under the blood of Jesus. Jesus did not die for nothing. He died for you. Everything that you're going through, he will see you through because he loves you. He's got a plan for you. He's got a purpose for you. Believe it. Trust in it. Jesus is coming back. I paused my prayer and I didn't even know it, but Jesus is coming back. It's time to get serious. It's time to get ready. It's time to rise up. Take on the full armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Put up the shield of faith. Put up the sword of the spirit. Put on the shoes of the gospel of peace, the helmet of salvation, and the breastplate of righteousness, if I didn't already say that. In the belt of truth, put on the whole armor of God. Because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but of principalities and powers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. We wrestle against the enemy 
who is already lost. We wrestle against a roaring lion. We, we wrestle against someone who came to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came to give us life, and we, and we have it more abundantly. We wrestle against someone who thinks he can take us down, who can bring us down, but do not give him that place. Do not let him win a battle he has already lost. Because I will tell you guys this, God has already won the war. He's coming back, and we're going to be part of that great army. Joel prophesied about an army in the last days that's going to rise up. In the last days, he's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh, and his sons and daughters will prophesy in Jesus' name. Listen to this. Let it root down in your spirit. Let it root in your heart. Jesus is coming back, and we've got to get ready. We've got to change our mind about some things. We've got to be serious, and we've got to keep our mind on the Lord. Souls are dying and going to hell. Body. COVID-19 is running rampant through this world, but we have the power and we have the authority to take it down in Jesus' name. Speak to your situation in the name of Jesus and watch God move. In Jesus' name, I pray and preach. Amen. Amen. I prayed and preached, Lord. Yep, there we go. <laughs> um, all right, well, that's that's pretty much the end unless we decide to to start back up and, and, and finish something on here or add, add something else to the segment. Um, as far as that, that's pretty much it. Um, if you have any questions regarding this, um, my Instagram at is H-A-Y-D-E-N dot W-I-G-G-I-N-S-S. So Hayden dot Wiggins. And then his is um, J-A-K-E dot D-Y-L-A-N-N. Jake dot Dylan. Um, um, I would recommend you not put out your Snapchat because you can't add any more people anyway. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I better not do that. But they can still uh, see my story, though. So it is, yeah. I forgot about that. So it's H W I G G I N S eighty eight H Wiggins eighty eight. But um, uh, bear with us on these podcasts. We're learning. Um, our first podcast that y'all probably should need to go watch and listen to. Um, we were together when we did it. Um, in this podcast, I'm three hours away from him. We're doing it over the phone. Um, so if if we're still working out the kinks and everything, so there's going to be times where they're going to end and we're going to have to restart and there's just going to be different episodes and different segments. And so we're still learning and we're still, we're still right. doing it. So y'all bear with us. So, but as far as anything else, I'm, I'm good. righty, I'm going to end it. All right. Peace out in Jesus name. All right.